0: Bod, rap pod, bigger, badder, daddier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, world? We are back <laughs> with uh, more rapidy Rap Talk for your Ass. My name is Dem One, Struggle Rap Artur. I am joined here by Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going?
1: Good. Um, the only thing, I'm going to call it a thing, I'm a parent of is my cat. Okay. It's okay. really my wife's cat, Shout yeah. to Freya. Um puking in the bed. Ooh. New hobby. Mm. Twice okay. twice in the last okay. week just okay. cat food half
2: mm. digested in our bed. Jeez. That's my effect on women, actually. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> And with that, Mr. David Ma. How's it going? Hey guys, good to be here. I'm slouching yeah. in my chair because it's Monday. But otherwise really good, you know, Bay Area weather,
0: can't beat it. You yeah, know, good to Climate be here. Climate change has <laughs> positive side effects. Good uh, to be here with you guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Definitely good to be here. Um, 2018 is fucking crazy Why is 2018 crazy, Damone? Well, I'll tell you why <laughs> um, So we're, we're kicking it We're at the dinner table Having a, a strenuous argument with my children About the pronunciation of Tootsie Roll hmm. Which they call a Tootsie Roll Oh, wow And I was like, Come nah, on. nah The that's butterfly not, uh-uh. Yeah, the butterfly, uh-uh, <laughs> that's, that's old So my wife gets up and starts doing the Tootsie Roll The children are, are mortified and embarrassed <laughs> so we're we're having this like back forth and stuff and they're like oh you're old i'm like what did the owl say in the commercial we're going back and forth and then the kids look out the window and they're like it's a ufo and i'm like you guys are on one there's no effing ufo come on you're still wrong yeah you're still wrong so so we all rush outside and there's some literal et looking shit that's happening in the sky um, there's like wild, we the only weather issue we have here is fucking wildfire. So I'm like, no, it's a wildfire. And that's like a helicopter. And like I really like chided the kids for thinking it was UFO and like get off that dumb shit. And so come to find out it was actually a fucking space rocket.
1: It was Mm. SpaceX launching their thing, right? And it looked incredible. It did.
0: It did. It was an ET shit. Yeah. Yeah. The the footage, like, from people's phones
2: on Twitter, I'm like, we're getting invaded. Totally. Where's Elon? We're, like,
1: sending shit out, though. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I know. I know. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. The,
1: the, like, uh, Corona or Aurora or whatever it is that, like... Saint Corona's up there, <laughs>
0: Corona. Pick mm. a better beer, bro. Like
3: we're gonna get invaded.
1: It's like when they sent that uh, that gold record up, and it's like some baccarat or something. Totally, totally. Like, hey, Beatles, come on, It's yeah, right totally. there. Yeah, uh, No, the the like I don't know how to describe the phenomenon of the, like the light thing that that, that came was around, around it. The, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. rocket is fucking incredible. Yeah. Well, it's it was amazing.
0: It was, and it was in L.A. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're yeah,
1: the Vandenberg Air Air Force Base is like. But up there. I mean,
0: tell somebody like what right. the. Fuck? Yeah, like, man, that, yeah, like, I'm just that. like, dude, you had me out here, like, trying to talk my kids off some Jaden Smith shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was live. But 2018 is crazier than that. Yeah. How crazy that's is it, w- That's probably one
1: of the least crazy things yeah, that's, that, been that's, happening happening that's been right. happening lately. Oh, that's been
0: happening. Just late. the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, how is... Taylor Swift, woker than Kanye. Oh, that's man. amazing, isn't it? That's the like, grossest I, thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for her that no, she's no, no, like I'm able, her.
1: able to express her opinion now. No, me like, too. But her like, staying apolitical during the, 2018, that, or the that's 2016 election. Oh, oh when we needed you. That's yeah. what, you, what I'm saying. When you
0: could have swayed the mayonnaise vote. Right. When you could have exactly. done it. Yeah. All right. Fine. That's fine. But I was, yeah, I was just like... Uh, how the far? mayonnaise vote, I just got that. <laughs> 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 Nate, come on, keep up. The hell um, knows. The uh, hell make um, make May- America mayo again. Um, yeah, so she's like, she's, I mean, in a very lukewarm political stance, just saying, right, you right. know, hey, I'm, I'm anti-dirtbag. And Kanye's like, no, nah, I'm full dirtbag. I'm going in. I'm going full. <laughs> full I'm
1: going to let you finish, but I'm the worst person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just, he's, it, what is happening with him just makes me so sad the dressing up in the water bottles yes yeah, for s- snl so stupid oh i didn't see that not a political move per se but yeah. him and little pump were inside of like uh mascot yeah. costumes that's just of stupid. water bottles
2: you, huh that's just like him thinking it's gonna be cute right it's i think it's because
1: he's he, he's he's just yay now or that's what he wants right, to call him perrier. and it's perrier yeah yeah, yeah. but that's Whoa. not just yay either it's Perry, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no. I don't know if you guys saw it this weekend, but Aquafina, Aquafina was the host. I was just gonna, yeah. Say. And then her uh, monologue joke was like, "Oh, I'm, my name's Aquafina. I was gonna come out dressed as a water bottle, but I just <laughs> heard someone else did that." Totally, wow, Hilarious. it was funny.
2: Okay, Shouts out to her best year. Yeah, dude, she's you know? killing it. Killing it. Killing she it. also,
1: I'm just, I'll just do her whole monologue now. I'll do it <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, uh, she's like, people think I'm rich now cause I'm in the movies, but I'm like more like repairing my credit.
2: Yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> it was keep awesome. It, keep it real. Yeah, keep totally. Real.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch the water bottle, uh, SNL episode. Well, they performed your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You can always watch it on your favorite channel. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: Yeah. You
0: guys looking forward to, um, to, was it Yandy?
2: No. <laughs> no. I, 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 for, for, for a fucking Kanye apologist and enthusiast. Yeah. No, not right now. Yeah. No. No. There's dude, no way Tekashi, it's good. Takashi fucking. It's like scraping, dude. Yeah. yeah. And why? Creep pop. Right. And yeah. Gross. Okay. Okay.
1: There's no way it's any good. Right. There's just There's no, no way. way. There's no way someone in his how good state se- could, all right, could so make I, a good I, record.
0: I'll indulge this because he's canceled to me. But let's just think about how good would it have to be for you to overlook. How right. crazy he is! It would have
1: to be an even more beautiful, twisted even more dreams. dark, yeah. <laughs> even more twisted <laughs> fantasy. Okay, okay, exactly.
0: Okay, okay. Um,
1: and it was supposed to. Is come there out. such thing as a super graduation? Nice. Okay. It would yeah. have to be that. Yeah. Nice. Okay, <laughs> which okay. I don't even like that record. That fifth, much. Fifth, yeah. fifth
0: year senior. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I I feel trapped now that we have a podcast that like we're kind of. We will have to listen to Yandi when it comes nah. out. <laughs>
1: Though our Wyoming emergency pod is one of our hey, yeah best, yeah most exactly listened to episodes. exactly So every time he does something dumb, it's good for us. Yeah. yeah so so we'll and we'll, all
0: media really yeah, yes. That's why they cover him right? totally. Yeah. Train train wreck wrap. So right. we'll be uh, we'll be waiting with uh, bated breath on that one. But there is some good news out of 2018, um, and this just came out today. Is that apparently speaking of creeps. Bill Cosby was slapped in the face with a prison chicken patty um, <laughs> in prison. So, so you know. He just didn't see it coming. He didn't. He, didn't. <laughs> he thought it would be pudding. He had a, he, he had his guard up for pudding. He got slapped with nice. a patty. Um, I'm, I'm like, that's not a real jail, though, right? Like, he's not right. really off in, like, real jail. He's not behind bars, though, is he? Like, literal bars. I think
1: so. Really? yeah, yeah. He's in yeah. jail. Yeah, he's in he's jail, Joe. Like, jail. Assault. But, he, he's a sexual, he's convicted of sexual assault. But
2: when like, like celebrities go to jail, like aren't they in like, like, like a jail?
0: Like Martha Stewart's so jail saying. is better than my house. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of,
1: but um,
2: <laughs> Martha Stewart's
1: jail is the one that is also, um, Orange is the New Black is set there. And in the oh fifth season, I believe they have a Martha Stewart esque, mm-hmm. she actually seems more like Paula Dean on the show, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Esque celebrity chef that goes into the jail.
0: It's still jail. Have yeah, you yeah, ever yeah. seen that
1: "Orange Is the New Black"? Like yeah, they're have, fully in jail. Yeah, it's totally, a nice jail. Totally. In air quotes. You guys can't see, but yeah. it's like it's. Jail. Yeah, okay. there's
0: girl on girl there though. You so <laughs> have
2: to. Do, hey, hey it's it's Oranges, Monday, dude. Hey, Orange is
0: the new black is like that one show that you got to kind of watch out when you're watching in like a <laughs> house full of people. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> uh, hey. Uh. uh,
1: no, not it's not a shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love the program. Um, so, so. I'm not sure how this transitions into our topic. Um, Smoothly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But you know who else loved the ladies? was. uh, (laughs) Or or what else is on Netflix? It was right there for me. I blew it. I blew it. I like both. Um, On Netflix right now is an amazing documentary um, about the life of times of Quincy Jones, which I believe is just called Quincy, correct? Right. Um, Amazing, amazing. The guys put me onto it. I watched it last night and like... um, the life and breath of this man's work is just amazing. But what what struck me, and I guess I knew this all the time, but didn't really think about, was his h- impact on hip hop culture, which is wild because hip hop came along and the dude was like sixty years old. Right. Shit, right? I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's considering how long he caught it. So we're gonna do kind of a um, you know these touch points where Quincy's work impacted um, hip hop culture, and one of the the kind of first easiest ones is just through samples like there are so many so many samples um that rappers have used that have come from Quincy Jones joints and so we're gonna parse through some of those and then kind of talk about the bigger impact um of of his work on our culture and just his direct effect on on hip-hop culture but let's let's start off with the samples Mm -hmm. the the dopest some of the dopest samples in like hip-hop history which is wild Um, If
1: you do, like, songs he's produced for other artists, you could go, so... That's totally. incredible. The whole sample right.
0: thing is like 22 pages. Right. It's just, like if you yeah.
1: just did Michael Jackson samples on records he did, right, it's right. just crazy how deep it is. Just but, his um, soundtracks and scores. Totally. And stuff. Are dude. we
2: serious? Like every movie from the 60s and 70s? Totally. 50s, maybe? Yeah,
1: all the ones with good, funky
2: soundtracks that, yeah. that you would want totally. to listen to. Totally. Yeah. Nuts. His favorite production of mine, though, has got to be Rashida. Hey,
0: <laughs> How he beat me to the joke. <laughs> how he beat me. Um, his wackest <laughs> album, QD3. Aww. <laughs> 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 but that's a huge touch point
1: with hip hop. Like, uh, yeah, As a documentarian, uh, yeah. and producer. He produced some ice cube joints. I really oh, that's like. right, oh, that's right. Man. That's yeah, right. Yeah. QD3 on the beat. Okay. Um, okay. It's
2: crazy going through his catalog. It's like literally kind of everything. Like, he produced a, a fucking New Order record. That's wow. awesome. we serious? Wow. Yeah. Really? yeah. That's the last artist you would think. Okay. You know, a, a random funk thing, a random, you know, yeah. soundtrack joint. Yeah. But totally. It's
1: crazy. And then when you see him, uh, on the bandstand with, uh, who is it? I think Duke Ellington, right? Or Lionel Hampton? He's playing the trumpet. He's like burning Retic. a solo yeah. in yeah. like a suit. You're just yeah. like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. yeah. And then he couldn't play the trumpet anymore because After his had brain had a, his brain might explode. Totally. <laughs> so he just moved into becoming the most successful
0: producer of totally. all time. Yeah. That's crazy. It's dude. like, what did you do with your life kids? Like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I was I was definitely struck, but um, yeah, his 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 music. It was kind of sample ready it's like he his his yeah, arrangements yeah. and stuff were so forward thinking mm-hmm. that some of it was just ready made totally there's to, a to scene where i
1: think he's doing like a brothers johnson session and you mm-hmm. just, they're just doing this crazy funk riff and he's just like his whole totally. body is like totally. convulsing because right. right. it's so dope like, yeah he's just he's so into it, yeah. it just, he just flowed with the time so great uh when my wife and i were watching it I, it was like an hour and a half in and i just looked at her and i'm like he hasn't even met Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson yet. I know. <laughs> it's I like know, the, know. the best part is yet to come. <laughs> exactly. It's and then easy. when he's a uh, p- like, spoiler alert for real life, I guess, if you guys haven't seen this <laughs> yeah. movie, but he's putting together a television special for the opening of the African American Museum. Museum in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., and they want him to produce this show. And that's kind of the connective fabric they use for it. And he's like, I need the best from every genre. Yeah. I need mm-hmm. Oprah. And then, like the second thing he says is Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff, and then he says, and, and then he Jeff. says like John Legend and like yeah. all these other people. And he's like, you "Oh, Obama think...
0: should be there too." Yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> like, eight notches down from Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> was Obama. Shout out to God, Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. I was laughing so hard, dude. I'm still laughing about yeah. that. It's amazing. No, it's,
0: it's yeah. It's it's such it's such a dope documentary. I definitely recommend because you check it out. Because yeah, as much as you know about him. You just there are still things that maybe you knew and forgot or right. you just didn't know. I didn't understand that he was so instrumental in Frank Sinatra's career. No, totally,
2: too. Yeah. You T- know huge. what I mean? Yeah. Like Yeah, like, he arranged the best shit. Totally. It's nuts. Um, Astrid Gilberto too. Oh, I know. And yeah, and his Brazilian anything. connections yeah, are, so, totally. are so wild Totally. So, so definitely uh, definitely um, just check real out. Real quick
1: on the Frank Sinatra thing. I think it's so weird how in old TV shows like Frank Sinatra had to have a cup of tea right then. Yeah. It's like he did. bruh. You're yeah. hosting <laughs> your orchestra's <laughs> television yeah. appearance. Like, look, can look. you give it two minutes? No, but like
0: back then, he they did it like his way. <laughs> it. Nice. Well done.
2: Well you done. beat my Rashida joke, so I had, I had to get in something. Damn it. I, I would have gone Rashida over Pam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, fuck. I, I lost the joke. Okay. The joke was Okay. Not. It was, <laughs> it was it was there. I, I'm still in awe uh, of your
1: Anyway, It's like the, with smoking. It's like, you, can you wait until the news is over to smoke? Right. Anyway. That's yeah. yeah no, no, no.
2: That's how it used to be back then. Back then, It's like Dean Martin having a cig. I'm like, I wish I could do that at the bar. When they I'm didn't working. wait for
1: anything. <laughs> they <Totally. laughs> just did what they wanted. Anyway. Um... Yeah, dude, tons of amazing music. Tons, yeah. tons just of just a lifetime, music. just to catch and Just up. the coolest person. He's totally. just like he knows everyone. He's like hugging everyone yeah. and telling them he loves them, and like totally. He's like telling them, like just there's no one left. Mm-hmm. He's like seven yeah. people died this year. Those know. are my friends, and it's like Ugh. I know. I know. So so
0: we're we're really trying to um, you know I felt a little bad about our kind of necrophilic um, Aretha Franklin special so we'll oh, we'll I got a lot of good feedback on that one no no it was it was a great show but it I hate, about her death not I her life i hate that we have to wait until somebody right. dies let's celebrate it now let's That's celebrate it saying. now so we we will uh we're gonna parse through some of the some of the dopest quincy Jones samples i'll i'll start because uh um, nate stole mine <laughs> and so i'll do i'll do the obligatory <laughs> the one that you know and i thought it was dope um rashida produced and directed the joint yeah and I want to feel like she had her hand in um, Summer in the City being kind of the opening, mm. one of the first joints you hear. You yeah, know? Summer in the City is was sampled most famously by Farside uh, for passing me by. Um, so you've heard it. It's it's an it's an amazing sample. There's Iconic. another there's another sample in there that Black Moon used that I can't figure out on what song, and I'm not gonna kill our engineer um, <laughs> Nate by trying to throw it out. But um, well, you don't get the props then. Dave
2: on fire. Zingers, dude. Ooh, Heat <laughs> check. Um, <laughs> so
0: so that one is kind of like all right. If if you want to just. You know, if somebody says like who's Quincy Jones? I'm like, dude, right. <laughs> yeah. Some <laughs> right. Summer in the City is a is a great um, totally. Unless you just wanna play thriller and be like, Shut up. Right. Um so that that to me is is such a dope sample and it's kind of it speaks to again his forward thinking um arrangement. There's mm-hmm. a hip hopness to the shit, even though it's made in the sixties. Totally. Um, and also, what's great about Quincy Jones is by the time he's making joints like this, he's in the top of the line studios. Like everything is so right. Sounds high amazing. tech. Right. It's like the 2001. Yeah, of sixty eight, the you know best I mean? guy in the best studio. Yes, you
2: know it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the
1: best players, like when yeah, they do absolutely. when they do that um, yeah. Michael Jackson
2: band oh. reunion, in- they're killing oh. it. Incredible. So hard, dude! Incredible. That yeah. old footage gives me chills, dude. Totally. It's like watching like um, the Defiant Ones, where it's like the super old Springsteen footage. And totally. Stuff. It's like, yeah. First off, who had a camera the whole time? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but just amazing. Yeah, it's a Def- good point. Definitely living history. Yeah,
0: Nate, what was your uh, what was your sample pick um, for me? So. <laughs>
1: It's the sample for um, the MF Doom song Rhymes Like Dimes, and I'm introducing it that way because I would not have, like, really been into this song without the hip-hopification of it. Mm-hmm. Your parents
0: like, didn't have a jerry curl. That's why, <laughs> That's how you don't have a touch-tone point for this song.
1: My mom's hair is very curly, but naturally. <laughs> um, so one of the amazing parts of the documentary is you see the sculpture that's the dude yeah and Quincy Jones just has this moment where he's walking around talking about his art and he's like it's the dude totally (laughs) it's like I'm the dude man so that's what you call me no um (laughs) he's like um so I have that record somewhere I probably bought a dollar copy in like 1997 or something but I never really listened to it it's a little smooth for me right but the James Ingram uh collaboration 100 ways and let's listen to a little part of it is has been reinterpolated sampled and then kind of like sung over and like just mm-hmm. the most exuberant fun awesome early mf doom song called rhymes like dimes and they turned it into this
4: right here, cold, so it's just
1: to me demonstrates how like now i like this song i I love the song it's entry point it's my entry point for it was hearing it sampled and now i'm like oh sweet you know it's (laughs) like i'm just i'm singing because in my cubicle today doing my research and i'm like oh hell yeah james ingram yeah get him
0: doom doom will will do that he'll (laughs) he'll have you on some shallow so that you know that one in particular is is so dope because like you say Nobody was going and looking for 100 Ways. It was a huge song totally. if your right. parents had a jury call. Right. It was a huge song, <laughs> and, like, nobody had touched that. Like, nobody was thinking about that. Right. That and, wasn't
1: even what you were thinking to sample. It was all, like, Ronnie Laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like
0: Yeah. So it, it's, it's such a dope sample, and it made, like, one of the most exuberant um, rap joints of all time. But I think Dave actually got...
3: Super deep, deep <laughs> super deep into
0: the... I went I, I went
2: slightly deep. Um, the, the Quincy track, it's called Need to Be Needed from 1969. Let's hear a quick snippet of it real quick. And it's a soundtrack to a Sidney Porte film called The Lost Man. And I mean, if you hear the track, it's super sparse. There's just like little tinklings of like stuff here and there that you can just snatch, right? which Godfather Don um, from the Cenobites uh, famously, he did a couple collaborations with uh, Cool Keith. And the name of the song, it's uh, it's from a 1999 track. It's called Live and Let Die. And I mean, as you can hear, it's it's not like it's super sample heavy because yeah, he just yeah. like, you know, took little snippets of it. But I mean, it's a super energetic song. I mean, you hear Godfather Don, and it's like, you know, w- with him, it's not so much um, substance. You know, you're not mm-hmm. listening for his lyrical miracle shit, but it's right. just he, he just rides this beat really well. It's super energetic. And again, I mean, if you hear the actual tiny part that they took from the Quincy song, like mm-hmm. this is totally perfect. So that's going to be the, that is going to be my pick. I love Godfather Don same yeah. yeah it's like yeah.
1: a like hero of the backpack movement totally that, like, I don't know if he's still doing stuff if I feel like there's like a diggers with gratitude kind of totally. like resurgence for him I that either has um, happened and i missed it or will happen soon I think
2: like, he does stuff for like chopped herring records or something okay like that, that where makes it's sense. like yeah. like lost stuff that they, yes. they've re-put back it's out it's like but. english cats
1: care but american <laughs> cats <down. laughs> totally but
2: but that one's like sort <laughs> of the pinnacle of like godfather Don type stuff where it's like so aw- just so awesome dude. yeah I, I,
1: um so i want i want to hear what you guys think about uh the summit that Quincy Jones yeah, called was a about scene. the East Coast, West Coast, West Coast beef. Yeah. Circa 95. Like, so my understanding is that Kedada, uh Rashida's sister dated Pac or was like very close with oh. Pac. And that's kind of how he came into their, okay. their okay. orbit. I don't have okay. that, you know, cited anywhere, but um, that's, that's my understanding of how that happened. So he kind of took a personal interest in Pac in particular. Right. And then just seems like as trying to be a good dude and like a community elder, right? Called right. everyone to a hotel ballroom, right? To like cry and make this impassioned Plead plea that they stop, yeah, beefing, and they yeah. showed up. Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's
0: I, wild that that scene in particular. I'm just like, it's so amazing to see because you don't really see this. Is an elder statesman of the jazz. I'm here to steal. I will steal your points now. Just turning him, my mic off. An elder statesman of of, of jazz and, and older black music embrace hip-hop mm-hmm. in this way. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's the other way around. It's more like condemnation. Like you Total, guys don't, just right. to bring
1: the, the Cosby thing right. back. Exactly. Right? It's like the yeah, opposite. Exactly. It's like the pull-your-pants-up right. mentality. Yeah. And this for him, is the opposite. For him to it's love.
2: For him to feel that urgency too. You know. Yeah. And again, rather than be like Cosby with it. You know? yeah. so so he, approach. He,
0: d- he brought everyone together, which is just wild, but what's even wilder to me about that is that he had the juice to do it right you know what i mean there's i don't think there's too many uh musicians of his generation that could say dre you know um common uh suge knight all be in the same room puff be in the same room and so it kind of speaks to like he his eternal cool like he never he never receded he never went back he's like i i embrace everything that's coming along and Um, so rare, but but he doesn't even do it in a cheesy way, because mm-hmm. sometimes there's people that like try to hang on to it. Right. It seemed like he, he generally understood it, made this impassioned plea. Def- definitely watch the movie, but I, I definitely got goosebumps. Oh, it's it's because, fantastic. It's yeah, fantastic. because he was really emotional about it. I guess uh,
1: there was just so much less news back then. I don't really remember that happening yeah, I mean, or neither. hearing about I mean, it. Neither. They might have did like an MTV news mm-hmm. story on it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't watching that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. It just there was doesn't a source have... blurb on it.
2: 50 yeah. Words. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, if you did something like that on Twitter these days, that would be. Huge. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Mushroom cloud. Totally. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so Dave and I have been texting a little bit about Vibe lately. Um, yes. Because say he did nothing else but found Vibe. Yeah. That would be a fairly big deal. Yeah. Right. Um. And I, I think that I am either misunderstanding or just was a little bit too young when it really had its biggest impact. But there was a recently published um, oral history on vibe. vibe, and everyone on really? there was like, "We changed the world. We changed the mm-hmm. culture." I'm like, "Didn't you um, document the culture?" Well, here's here's how I will yeah. say.
0: Here's how I will say they they changed the culture, and it's an interesting counterpoint to Quincy Jones pulling everybody together in a ballroom in '95. Is they fan the flames on the coastal warship of of, of of any publication? They got the most mileage. They did that famous um, Tupac interview where he's like. Um, Big e and M tried to shoot or they tried to kill me yeah. in the in the thing, and they played a very active, which I thought was weird. I'm like, wait, didn't mm-hmm. Quincy found vibe and vibe? Was, right to me, I but he's mean, he's
1: not like copy editing the
0: interviews. No, no, yeah. no, he's not. But they. They got a lot of mileage out of the the coastal war bullshit. Interesting, um,
2: and I, I, and a lot of the people who started vibe ended up like spreading their wings after. So that was like sort of the beginning nucleus of got like you. all these famous you. you know writers and publishers yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, so that, that's part of the reason why there's like so much rose-colored memories about it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I totally do, and I don't mean to uh, diminish it at all. It's just for me, totally. It like the source or some other magazines mm-hmm. play that role mm-hmm. where it's just like. I don't know that there needs to be a rap version of what Rolling Stone was to rock kids, and that's what yeah. they set out to do, and I just don't right. find that to be the right project. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. should be kind of native to hip-hop well, if you're going to cover hip-hop, and that's more of a source
0: I mean, kind it, of vibe. It, yep. it, it, this is what I will say for for Vibe, um, is that at the time it encapsulated um, a broader perspective. My My female cousins wouldn't have the source. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. like Vibe was broad enough to, you know, they had R&B coverage, they had well, a lot kind of alternative movies. rock, rock yeah, coverage. Yeah. A lot of the
2: cats from Vibe ended up going to The Source. Did they? Yeah, okay. no, totally. Okay. A, okay. a lot of the major heads actually. So, I mean, that that's a part of the lore of it.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so he he found he found a uh, Vibe magazine has this incredible career. We haven't even talked about his fucking Michael Jackson shit. I know. It's
1: which just is, insane. I he know. he got the best work possible and got the first adult work out of Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's a child s- star before Off Crazy. the Wall. And what Crazy. did they say?
0: He listened to 600 joints before? Yeah. The, picking <laughs> the ones for Thriller? Yeah, f- with Rod <laughs> Temperton, the <laughs> songwriter. Is the God. This is the yeah, God. yeah, totally.
1: Um yeah, it just I- insane run, insane music. Like the mm-hmm. fact that those stems are out there and exist and you can go and listen to the track by tracks if oh, you are a good googler. Uh those albums in particular are insane. Like just listening to that hand percussion guy who's I'm oh. sorry, I forget his name, is it it's so crisp, it's so on beat, Goose it's so goosebumps. it's it's goosebump status. Every yeah. Yeah. everything is so superlative and then just to live through that amount of success and the only thing that didn't make it Every single time, and this is a huge thing with men of his generation, his marriage.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: how how sure. could it? How could it? This do generation it? or profession, you know? Right. Yeah, He's yeah. got
1: about seven different amazing careers and mm-hmm. four broken marriages. Totally right. Totally. But totally. his kids all seem to like him, and Peggy right. Lipton comes to Christmas, and yeah, uh, it was so interesting hearing her talk because you see, not only does Rashida really look like her, she yes. really sounds like oh, her, and God. she has totally. such a great voice. Totally, dude. Totally. Jesus.
2: I, I feel like something's got to give, though. You know what I mean? It's like marriage or kids or something. Hey, if, the, right. The
0: dude made music until his little vessels in his brain popped. Like right, that's, that's that's not that's literally not a healthy kind of marriagey type guy. He
1: didn't go home and eat pot roast after that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> so, yeah, he definitely, you know, he had the, that musician story. Um, but what's wild is he's been having the, the film chronicles some of his later um, health issues that he's been having. And the motherfucker still drinks. I know. Like it's wild to me that he's like. He kind of
1: given it up during that time. I think right. he was
0: totally faking, and I could see. I could see this like. That's what happens
1: when your daughter's making the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, like no, babe, I I haven't touched a drop. Like, dude, <laughs> come on, bro.
1: You're in Montreux. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, wine's so, pretty good there.
0: So he's, uh, he's a he's an a, an amazing figure, a towering figure. We haven't even talked towering about uh, his he produced. Fucking fresh pencil air and like gave, right.
2: literally gave the world Will Smith totally and yeah. and, and, and called
0: threw
1: it. Jazzy Jeff out the door, but he still <laughs> <laughs> still, brings still bringing back. up Jazzy Jeff
2: Jazzy Jeff Obama right <laughs> that's hilarious that's my hierarchy
0: anyway uh,
1: <laughs> what's it called uh, I will say that his specific album where he tried to bridge bebop and hip hop is terrible and like seeing the footage of that you're like this is not going to work you caught everyone at the wrong part of their career i I almost feel
2: like that's always going to be terrible when you purposefully set out to do that you know what i mean yes Yes. but
0: but in terms of a video you had miles davis ice tea Melly mel uh, yeah, Ray so Charles absurd. in a studio at I the know, same time. I know. It's bizarre. Absurd. Absurd. It's, it's almost like this weird kind of like a museum, a living museum yeah, piece. Right. And this kind of overlap in time. And it does also show that kind of tangentially, um, Miles was also like, nah, man, I'm still cool. Fuck that. Totally. Right. totally. <laughs> like, well, remember, Miles went on to do that
2: that hip hop project with Easy Zemo. With yeah, you shout know? out so, to Easy Zemo totally. episode 29. Yeah. So he was um, always trying
1: to. I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but um, they. He says he didn't see a white person until he was 11. Yeah. Because yeah. in the, yeah. south, in side the south side yeah, of Chicago, the cool. way he grew up. Do you guys really think that's literally possible? Oh, absolutely. I think that's If, if okay. you've,
2: uh, my you didn't parents think that grew- when we went to Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know. I mean, not exactly that, but <laughs> I, I, I was I thinking, get what you're you know, yeah. my, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> my parents grew up in, you know, parents' grandparents grew up in Jim Crow South, and it's, it's, you know, you will go to parts of Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, and it is blackety right. black. That's like, what segregation
1: is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: but but even more so in in the north. And I thought his his whole story has this overlay of I was the first black person to make a movie score. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was the first black person to, to do so to, many things to yeah. do to do Vegas and be able to stay there. You know, right. so
1: that part was great. I, you yeah. know, not to give all the credit to frank sinatra but it seems like that's just an incredible gesture yeah that it needed to be done then is like insane to me yeah yeah
0: Yeah. it's 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 an amazing movie you should definitely check it out now that we spoiled every part of it almost (laughs) it's Um, it's that (laughs)
2: stuff but in
1: a different order yeah with really dope music
0: and also and also you know rashida talking to her dad got a little misty yeah totally (laughs) always
2: down for rashida screen time (laughs) yeah 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 more more not
0: less so definitely um if you haven't um just you could peruse some Quincy Jones shit on on YouTube. Um so you know we we invite you to do that. Um and we have another great of music um he's been compared to Prince Paul uh no <laughs> jokes jokes but it is our our friend of a program we have coming up um in an interview uh all the way live from 215 Mr. Zilla Rocca talking about um, his new record that's coming out called Future Former Rapper. Um, he's one of our first guests on the program, so it, it's kind of great to have him back coming full circle. Uh, we talk about a number of things, his new record, the NBA, Ghostface. So um, definitely coming up right now we have Interview with Zilla <laughs> Right, Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are back. We have um, a homie of the program, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he was our first guest, no? Um, among the first Amongst, guests. Among the first right. guests. Um, okay. I believe
2: it was him and uh,
0: Prince Paul. Yeah, right? that's right. So, <laughs> good company. That's yeah, good we're, company. We're the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> same levels, same Fine. levels here. Yeah, we have Raka on the phone all the way from 215. Uh, how's it going, man?
4: I'm very good, very nice. Yes, me and Prince Paul. I mean, it's us too, and then Biggie and Pac. So. Yeah, we got
0: them lined up for a hologram show um, in exactly. a, in a couple months. So, so you've got a you got a new joint um, that we are peeping out on Bandcamp. Future former rapper, which Nate says is should be the name of my next album too. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How that come together? It's you, you, Small Pro.
4: Um, yeah, it's uh, I started it probably three years ago Okay. Um, because I at that time I was just about to get married and um, become like a real locked in adult forever. So I was going to be <laughs> getting married and then uh, and then we were about to get a house and then we found out we were going to have a baby. And so I was just like, OK, this is probably it for me. It's probably done. <laughs> So I started thinking about, it, it's kind of like a send off. Um, and a way to kind of combine all of the different styles of music I've been making since 2005. So there's like mm-hmm. some electronic stuff on mm-hmm. there. There's like loopy boom bap stuff. There's like stories, there's you know, narratives and crime stuff and, you know, noir stuff. So it was kind of the perfect way to bunch it all together. And I started thinking about like Danny Brown's album old. Sure.
3: Yeah. And,
4: um, <laughs> How there was like two different sides. So originally I was yeah. gonna do like a two-sided record, and even like Vince Staples' album, Summertime '06, that was a two-sided record. So I just started making a ton of songs, figuring they would be like two different sides. And then a few of those end up just a few of them end up becoming Career crooks songs for the Career crooks record. Mm. And then uh, a few other ones I just didn't keep. But um, so the trick was to try to find people whose sounds were very different, but I could kind of weave together. So Small Pro and Steel Tipped Dove and. Mm. Um, Messiah music was done a lot with Elucid and Arm and Hammer and Billy Woods, so uh, I kind of started with those guys because I never worked with them before, and um, I, and I kind of thought about, you know, taking what they they could do and what how I would fit on their stuff as a new challenge, and then later on I added in like Ray West um, from the Bronx and then then um, a couple like my long term friend um, Starkey who's an electronic music producer and then uh, my buddy um, Will. Uh, Will William J. Sullivan. He works, he now works for Good Music. He's an engineer. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, but, but we were, we've been really close friends since college. So I wanted those guys because I had long term friendships. And then I had Curly Castro, who was my best friend. I wanted to make sure we had like a lot of Ray and Ghost face type of moments mm. um, because he's kind of like the co star of the record. So, yeah, the interplay is
1: really good. Um, the, thanks, make the Make the Sickness Sell the Cure um, kind of an early standout for me. Um, nice. I loved how you were, uh, just talking about the the kind of backpack scene and the death of it and the, like being yes. literal about it it just really hit home
4: thanks man yeah we're, we're actually shooting a video for that this week Oh, um, and it's funny you brought that that exact part of that song because I, it was it's stemmed from an interview i read with uh, a mm-hmm. and uh and i opened for him before he's a really cool guy and he was talking about how like the whole like hip-hop is dead thing and um, when like all those years people kept saying that and there was interviews everybody would always ask people that is hip-hop dead do you really think it's dead <laughs> um and everybody i'm like i'm like you're just like promoting the Nas album that's really right. all you're doing right um but i remember an astronaut said something like no he's like no like no like your hip-hop is dead mm. like your version of it is being phased out whatever that if you're asking that and thinking that it just means like your part is dead right. so like, right. i ran with that thinking like everything to me is totally gone out, like the source magazine and like you know, demos and like mm-hmm. running around trying to find one person that made beats somewhere <laughs> and like, you know, can only get instrumentals on 12 inch vinyl on, you know I mean? It was just like, it was always like, like you were on a quest mm-hmm. and it was really cool because it was so scarce. So like anybody you met, it was like a secret code. You spoke with someone else <laughs> and, uh, you know, now it's everywhere. Like it's in the air. It's any, you can, you could access anything at any moment, which is great, but that time when it was so limited like that's completely gone
2: hey man you mentioned that um these uh, songs took a while to collect um <clears throat> of them all which ones do you think stand out most to you because i mean you you have different producers on there with varying styles but i mean it does sound cohesive like you said so right, you know right. which of the songs are on it because i mean given that it was made in a, a longer period of your life are perhaps most meaningful to you
4: Uh, I think um the one song was called All of My Day Ones got day jobs. Um, I wrote that as kind of like a joke. I just thought it was funny, Um, because I remember like Meek Mill would always say, "This is for my day ones, Mm -hmm. all my day ones," Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Well, dude, all of my day ones got day jobs. I don't, I don't see them. Like everybody works." So I thought that was funny. So I, I actually wrote that on my honeymoon uh, on the beach in Antigua, like smoking a cigar.
3: Nice. Uh, So
4: I'll always remember that. And then um like the first thing we put out, um, favors or bad news with Arm & Hammer. Yeah, when you're young, you don't want it to end. So you're always building alibis. I never dated girls unless it was an hour drive. My favorite rappers used to dip it in from out of high. And go in, now I'm older than sin. And I never drink gin. I just eat off your plate and put your suckers on friends. Uh, a future former rapper, rapper, now your former I, I just love that beat from my, 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 my good friend Barry, uh, Disco Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love listening to that joint I've heard I've mixed that song I've listened to it 14,000 times (laughs) Um, and Billy Woods is like one of my favorite human beings just like if if I couldn't get him to rap I would have just got him like to talk on the album because I just love his voice yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and the said I've been working on him since like 2008 2009 so it was you know this is before like they hit hard with Rome and Paraffin right um, just knowing those guys for a long time so it was cool just to like get them on this project and then Drunk history with uh, ray west i just it was a really simple concept to me just like things that just kind of come to me easily about like i remember just thinking like one day like wow like, anytime i drink alcohol which is what i'm doing right now um <laughs> uh, i'm like yeah maker's mark um uh, i was like man i, I always like man I, I remember when i used to drink like that disgusting fill in the blank and i don't drink that anymore yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like playing your brain like how different stages of your life you You'll, you'll kind of gravitate to, towards certain whatever, wine or yeah. liquor or whatever. I'm super into, and just, like,
1: novelistic detail in the way you talked about the Red Stripe bottle. I'm just like, oh, that's my shit right there, dude. <laughs> totally. That is such a great line. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah.
4: Thanks, yeah, that's why, sure. why I drag Red Stripe. I thought the bottle was <laughs> Exactly. Right. It's yeah. kind of
1: shitty lager, it's but totally. awesome bottle.
4: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and there Same. was a long time. They used to, I used to watch PTI on ESPN, the and, they, and they used to sponsor it. So I would just, like, see it in my face all the time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should probably start drinking that." I'm, I'm, I'm a Red Stripe guy. That shit works. You know? Love it. <laughs> it works,
2: man. Slug used to be like, drink another Red Stripe just to get my head right. And be, I used to, like, when I was, like, 19 with a backpack. Like, that was so perfect. Oh,
4: yeah. Um, totally
1: and, I mean, now that the Arm & Hammer single is out and they're kind of blowing up, at least on whatever underground level, if underground rap is still a thing, it's good timing for you. So, uh mm. Um, right. can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, putting this out with POW and working with Jeff and his team and how that all came together?
4: It's crazy. Cause I, uh, so I've known Jeff since 2005 when I was just like a meager dude, like sending out emails to bloggers to like, Hey, can you listen to my music, please? I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you in the mail. I'll mail you a CD. <laughs> like that's how long I've known Jeff Weiss, And he said, yeah. So, um, you know, I sent him a couple of things. The first thing he thought wasn't good. The second thing he really liked. So that kind of kickstarted then. 13 years ago which is crazy crazy man. and then we just became really good friends like he booked me for my first ever la show mm. um and then uh i think we play with but i think i played with the Nux.
1: Hmm.
4: and then that uh, really um,
1: puts that at a certain moment in time
4: yeah and i got I up, like hanging out with those guys for a while they were awesome um but yeah so i've known jeff through that i played a few la shows and um and then we just became really good friends so when he started his label he, he did not want any old guys like me, <laughs> like deliberately, like very deliberately. And yeah. he's friends with tons of awesome rappers that are of all ages, you know, like Open Mike Eagle and me and No Can Do. But he was like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to put out all like up and coming guys and girls and, you know, be like the first way people hear them. I don't want anybody mm. who's kind of like established or been out for a while. Mm. So I was like, all right, fair enough. So um, I had no intention of giving it to him. And then uh, I ended up passing it to him at some point, and he was like, "You know what? He was like, I'm gonna break my own rule, and uh, I just love this record. Like, I I have to be the person that puts it out.
3: No, right. you know.
4: So it- there was a the whole like, it's, like you know, kind of queasiness of like, man, like, do we disclose like, you know, being homers with this? Because I've been writing for Passion of the Whites <laughs> right, since probably right. like 2007. And mm-hmm. we've been friends, and I was like, "Bro, who cares? It's the internet, yeah. it doesn't matter." Saint you know, Lunatics didn't man. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like you know, his Ninth Prince Riz's brother cousin <laughs> to kill Limey, got put on by Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Like no one cares for yeah. sure. So it's yeah. like it stands on its own merit, and I, and there's a lot of people that have found me just through writing for Passion of the Weiss here and there for ten years. So right on. yeah, it works out. You know, it's it kind of it's kind of it's kind of perfect.
1: Alright, I got one more nerdy album question And then we want to open it up a little bit uh, So you you have a Serengeti verse Which is already kind of rare But isn't it really a Kenny Dennis verse? Mm. <laughs> is he in character? Yes. Playing yes. Uh, softball?
4: Softball catch me on the Had a but I'm still around You can in victory all you want Had an and had a swing and for you when you took a walk Yes, and the irony is that he He This is like some ODB type stuff he did that for my song, and then he just put out a Kenny Dennis album, and then did the same verse on a song called Softball. Oh whoa, whoa! <laughs> I didn't yeah, know that. Like he o he d beat me. So <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. Wow. He like, did you old and dirty. Yeah, oh, that's so I hilarious. was like, you know what? It, it fits my song, like as him just being like a, a you know a left field genius. Yeah. And then on his album, it fits his album too. Mm, yeah. And I was like, oh snap! Yeah. I was like, I've never seen or heard this before. So That's on one awesome. hand, I was like, damn, like, what? what what's up with that? But <laughs> when I stepped back, I was like, yeah, like, it fits. I think he was just, like, in that. He was probably, like, in album mode, yeah. and he, like, wrote it for my joint, and then he was like, yo, this is, like, so hot, I got to put this on my album. <laughs> and there's been times where I've, like, wanted to do that, but I backed off. Right. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, damn, I did this cameo for this guy. This is too hot. I should have kept this for me. <laughs> and he was like, I will keep this for me. And I was like, fair enough. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm glad I asked. I'm having a am
1: having kind of a moment with him, and I'm just like kind of diving in deeper, and it, it goes pretty deep.
4: Yeah. yeah, man. No, go go play his new album. It's on there. You'll yeah, for absolutely for sure. perfect. So so can we uh
0: can we talk a little bit about Ghostface, I know you that you're a Ghostface enthusiast. Uh, right. Dave is actually his third cousin. and so, uh, Damn. Yeah, we're definitely... They don't know about that yet. Um, we're definitely all huge Ghostface enthusiasts, and, and kind of just watching your Twitter timeline, there was some interesting, uh, I won't even say debate, but kind of commentary um, about what was the last good mm-hmm. ghost record. And you and I, I was watching yours. I'm like, okay, Zill's a ghost connoisseur. I can I can mm-hmm. tell he understands a, yes. a fine year of ghost. Um, so wh- what is that for you? What is your what is your what was the last time you were like, yeah, yeah, ghost? <sighs> All right, it. well,
4: this, this is what it, this is what it breaks down to. He's put out a lot of music, and he's a guy that's influenced me deeply. Um, and the last real pure Ghostface album to me was Ghosty and the Wizard of Poetry. Hmm. The kind of R&B because, album yeah. Yes That was great And I, I remember it. I saw I met him at an in-store in Philly And I saw him perform at that time And he, he might have done like one or two songs off that album And then you know Kind of stuck to his hits
3: mm-hmm. But he was like
4: so energized and amazing That's one of the best shows I've ever seen And I feel like everything after that Is a Ghostface type album mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same way nice everybody makes yeah. like Yo here's Travis Scott type beat Right 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 You know he, he makes Ghostface type albums and Wizard of Poetry is not that, because it doesn't fit any archetype or paint-by-numbers. Like, nobody can craft that album for him to make again. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the the downside of, like, these, all these records he puts out with these, with these producers, they're all, like, very professionally done, and they're mixed and mastered incredibly well, and they have, like, very expensive and awesome guest appearances from people. But they... Are all like yeah we want like Street goon ghost face Mm -hmm. And like that's very much Like a straight line from the beginning and the end of the record Yeah, Versus like He's the greatest rapper Of all time When he is very abstract and weird Mm -hmm. And then also very Vulnerable like romantic singing Mm -hmm. Totally And nobody (laughs) is trying to make that album They're all trying to be like Yo talk about smacking dudes in the face And throwing them in front of a Porsche Right you know I, I mean? wonder like, if
1: that Ghostface is not for hire, like if he has to be inspired. Ooh. And I completely agree with your your timeline good here. point. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, he that's has to make that point. record. Maybe. I
4: don't right. know. No, you know what? Like he doesn't have to because people keep offering up to him. Right. Like, Yo, here's Ghostface Street album number 37 that we're going to do. <laughs> <every> <laughs> and he's like, cool. I mean, you know, it's all delivered to him on a platter. I mean, I would do too. But like you're right, maybe, he, maybe that's not for sale. Sure.
0: So so, Dave. Dave, as a as a fellow Ghost connoisseur, well,
2: what I was going to say uh, to to uh, Zilla's point was that I interviewed Ghost and I did a pretty um, lengthy uh, piece on him, and he, I think he, to your point, he, I think he mentioned that one of the last albums that he was really stoked on was the uh, Ghostini project.
3: Boom. And, See. So Coming you know up. what I
2: mean. So I mean, it, it definitely aligns, and, and as a listener, you can tell.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um, I feel like it. Unfortunately, he kind of got into the lane of of what you're saying, like a caricature of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because people it but I also feel like it's one of those instances where I think Bronson blew up so much, it just kind of took the air out of mm. out Ooh. of uh, out of his sales. Because when when I first first heard Bronson, I said, "This is Nutmeg Ghost,"
3: mm-hmm. you know, kind
0: of kind of reborn. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of feel like um, literally
1: with all the food references.
0: Oh,
3: there it is. <laughs> there it
4: is. But see, here's the thing: Bron- Bronson's very very different. Because if, when you study Bronson, Bronson, like he has the vocal pitch of Ghostface, right. but the rhyming is more like Cameron, Cool G, Rap, Pimp mm-hmm. C, totally. Where like he says very profane, disgusting things, which is on par for Cameron and Pimp C, and G Rap. But then also like really silly and like he's in on the joke like Cameron, right. mm-hmm. while being like super technical rhyming
3: mm-hmm.
4: like like G Rap, and so like he. The go go like Ghostface didn't rap about food that much,
3: right? You know? right, like, right,
4: totally, really, totally. Like goes, it's like yeah, no. a little bit here and there. He just raps like Z D. like Z D.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, you know, I'm talking about
4: fit. we eat fish, toss salads. And it's right, rap. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. like Ghostface, Let's I mean, Brock talks about like yeah. you know the secret ingredients was lion's neck, right? You know, right, like, or he yeah. says like you know, ch- what does he say? He's like chocolate sauce over thin rabbit like he Mm -hmm. oh he's culinary he's culinary yeah (laughs) yeah when you watch his show like i'm obsessed with his show you watch like how much he just like loves being creative and even with him painting now he's painting.
3: Hmm. you he
4: he loves expressing himself like through rhyming or like through cooking or through paint like he he likes experience and flavor and colors and stuff like that and like that's and to me like ghost was like ghost lacks that flavor now mm. when he creates these type of records yeah whereas the, like the supreme new one is, is loaded with that
1: yeah particularly uninspired it's totally just, I, I really wanted to like
0: it so bad oh the lost tapes? right yeah right yeah yeah i mean yeah it, it's it's one of those things where um when rappers reach a certain age and i remember this when when slick rick did that album after he got out of jail and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is okay, but it's it's like the dude's got to eat." You know what I mean? Like I, I right. feel like sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, the lost tapes is not great if you were mm-hmm. really into Ghost at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But um, but dude's got to eat, and I feel like it's gonna it's gonna hit somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. it'll hit just not crusty yeah. people like us
2: <laughs> and then there's all these yeah. guests you know it, it, it and you know and it's Feet called the it's called the lost tapes i mean it's so uninspired
4: yeah it's <laughs> I mean, it's fun. weird like it's called the lost tapes and then like the font is like the supreme clientele font right mm-hmm. on like the physicals and then it's like yeah yeah and then like the interludes are just like sax record samples and all it's kind of like the snake eating its own tail totally where Yeah. it's like you know what i mean where yeah. it's like we love Supreme Clientele because there's literally been nothing before or after that sounded like right, that. Right, right. Iron a, Man. Meets, I have a frame pick vinyl of Iron Man in my studio I'm looking at right now. Like, that is my favorite album in music history. Yeah. Nothing sounds like that. Mm-hmm. But when you know the formula, when, like, like to me, like, Fish Scale was the beginning of, like, the Ghostface type album. Mm, even though that sure. record's That's great. Right. There's some great gems record. on there for sure, though. Yeah. It's a yeah. great record, but it's, like, very okay, here's the cocaine songs. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like right. here's the, here's the relationship song because I had a hit versus like being wrong, crazy and wild doing, you know, like nutmeg or child's play or Malcolm or Saturday night. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I want to do like to be happy and just like dip off for like four years. Right. Just go, just go away. <laughs> yeah. Just go away. Like, honestly, just like take a break, you know, and like go see the world, like without having to rap to see the world. Right. You know what I mean? Just like, Take some time off and then yeah. come back with totally new things because, you know, he he his run from like Iron Man to Fish Scale is probably the greatest ever. Mm. <laughs> like if, if you really think it's, about it. Seriously, right like there. if you really it's think right about it, there. like and and if you make bulletproof wallets with all the cut songs, like, you know, The Watch and The Sun. Right. And, mm-hmm. That's a four and a half mic album. Man. Yeah. Like that yeah. album's crazy.
1: Yeah. For sure. Um, anybody else you're really into right now? Like what are you listening
4: to? The new Conway? Okay. Yes. Uh, everyone food or everybody's food that is insane <laughs> and then new rock marcy behold a dark horse yeah um, man. yeah, yeah. Wait, what that do you think about
2: rock i mean he seems I mean, to be on a run man
4: yeah you know what i mean like I, I i worshiped this guy since 2000 and when i was able to get a verse from him on my song called young blood this was like 2010 i got him mm-hmm. um you know it was like a, a million songs ago by him it was like i was like like me having an audio file of him like doing a cappella like where he gonna hear him like clearing his throat and like smoking weed in the studio before he does my verse. I can hear like the paper. He's holding paper. I love that. And yeah. I'm like so like I'm like I'm still going goosebumps when I when I play that back. That's um funny. so like watching this guy you know what's amazing about rock is like, you know, rhyme he's probably like the best right now. Um he he is a producer, like he produced half of the new record right. and they're the best songs. like the best they're his congo's crazy Mm -hmm. that's on i thought there was a q-tip beat because q-tips talking on it right and i'm looking at credits i'm like oh shit Brock marcy did it so he's like you know what? he's like a very adventurous producer Mm -hmm. where like everyone has completely stolen his style there's like 10 little boutique labels where everyone just does his own style and the loops with no drum shit and limited pressing and all that but he will then sample like weird R&B records and like weird like electro Like he finds the weirdest loops in these records and then like styles out. Whereas everybody just keeps retrying to make Marsburg. Right. So like yeah. he's on it. Like yeah. that's how Ghostface used to be. You know what I mean? Like okay, mm. you keep mm. you keep biting something I made seven years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going further out into the into the water and keep swimming. You know what I mean? That's so cool. yeah, and then Conway's album is woo, oh,
3: damn. <laughs> that, guy, that, is, that is like
4: that is like punishment like he's just, just he's a snap he, and what's impressive about him to me is like it's a mood like the whole the whole griselda thing is a mood
1: totally you
4: know what i mean like and that's all Darringer. like Derringer believable like a, street shit that's wild yeah. and, and technical exactly right and like it's all Darringer because Darringer is like the beat miners of that shit like hmm. That's interesting. He creates a very specific mood. Like if you take him away and you just have like all stand, you know stand-ins for him, it's cool. But he creates like that darkness and that grit. Whereas like when you get another guy next to him, there it works in good contrast. But he he's the fulcrum of everything they do. Oh,
1: that's fascinating. And like mm-hmm.
4: and they're and they're smart to like me and small pro so all about the day. He's like yo. He's like yo. This guy Darringer. Probably produced like three full albums worth of stuff in the last year for right. Westside Gun and Conway, even though he didn't do the full albums. But like,
1: right? If you put it all together, away.
4: right? He was like, "Yo, he's like, I don't even know how you have time to just do this." <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie, I like, thought
1: it was the Ringer for a while.
0: <laughs>
3: DeR-
1: <laughs> Bill, Bill Shout to Bill Simmons. Is Simmons. Is his favorite treat. <laughs> yeah, oh, so the
4: well, Ringer.
3: Oh my good Well,
0: well. Speaking of which, this is a good segue, and maybe we'll close here. NBA season coming up mm. <laughs> right mm. around the corner um i see i see your sixers i see yeah, your boy. sixers we Le, let me ask you this let me ask you this yes the dream is realized the sixers are in the finals against the warriors do they lose in five games <laughs> or six
4: i'm gonna go five
0: okay, okay. I'm say
4: five. It's okay. Realistic. i'll be real i'll okay. be real and say five are you looking
1: eastern conference finals or bust or how you looking for the season
4: man that's a good question. I, what, what 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 nobody really wants to acknowledge is that they were a 35 win team last year before they won 17 in a row.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah.
4: So my my prediction last year was like 43 wins. I was like, I think that's a fair number. Okay. And they won 52. So they won 52, where you know Bellinelli jumped in, and Ilya Silva, and they're hitting crazy ass shots, and then M B gets hurt, and Simmons is getting triple doubles for a month, and they're doing all this without Folks and yeah. Redick's having the best year of his life. Like, these are things mm. that are very hard to replicate. Right. So, I think the over-under for their win total this year is like 53 50. or 54. Okay. okay. And I think it's they're probably going to win less.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay.
4: Only because they're going to they're gonna be integrating Foles. He might be starting. And so, like, there's an adjustment with that. And then now everybody knows how to play against Ben Simmons because the way Boston played him in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So, Make there's a shoot. lot of, like... Yeah, and like even just like shutting down him, just slashing. So I think it's it's going to be. And, and like we have, we have like Wilson Chandler, we got Mike Muscala as our backup, shooting big man. Um, a couple of rookies were working in there. I just think it's like they're going to start off a little rocky. Okay. And people are going to freak out here because everyone <laughs> here last year jumped on their nuts so hard. It's been Before a while. Everyone... It's been a while. Though. Oh, yeah. yeah. So everyone's going to be losing their mind. But I. So I don't. If Vegas has them at that number to me, it's like a little bit under. Like, I would say like 52, 53 wins, but not more than that. So it okay. all comes down to the Raptors. Like, it's going to be them or the Raptors for the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, it depends on what Kawhi does. So, okay. Interesting. Okay. Not the Celtics? I'm realistic.
3: Yeah, I like how he murked Boston real quick. I'm
4: sorry. I already penciled Boston in. Gotcha. Gotcha. i for the other the slot. Sixers? Yes. Yeah. The Sixers okay. and the Raptors. To get there. You know gotcha. what I mean? So I'm just realistic with it, just thinking like they they so overachieved last year. Okay, little return you know, by, return
0: to the mean yeah. this year. Okay, a little bit. Okay, you
4: know, like f- even like 50 51 wins to me, I'm still cool with it. But everyone's like, "Well, they lost 152 last year. What's going on?" <laughs> Brett Brown's a bomb. Get him out. He's a bum Oh my god, <laughs> oh, I, I kind of <laughs> wish we had a, a like
1: real sports culture out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, People yeah, just go, go, go just paragliding and
4: not worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> like I I I'm trying to get back into the NHL. Like I really want to get into it. Again because i feel like i just dedicate way too much time to the nba and i should be like a better balanced person nah. and i was like i nah, was on like son. fanatics.com today i was like looking at san jose sharks hats i was like yo i love the sharks right like, we got, we got
0: some we
1: got some flashy. shit yeah. that's our claim to fame yeah i don't want to go lucky but I, I, I cause my, my
4: man was uh archers herbe the goalie oh yeah no, i remember him <laughs> love that dude yeah for sure and we
1: got we got Kane now we got a Big right. Daddy Evander Kane. Yeah. Oh, I'm not <laughs> a black guy. I'm like trying
4: to get back in it. I'm okay. Just, I'm just okay. Whacking. Well, you, nice.
0: You come to the Dead Bod Rap Pod for rapidy rap talk, but somehow we're we're just trending back to basketball <laughs> on cool. a, on every episode. Zill, we we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, everybody, Boys. please go check out future former rapper. Uh, what's uh, the date? When's November
4: ninth. Awesome. The album will be out and the new single uh, "Enemy, Stranger, Friend" with Serengeti. Uh, produced by steel to dove that should be out um, very very shortly in the next few days or so
3: perfect yo
4: good we day love day, it man. man thank you alright thank Spong. you appreciate thanks, it alright All right, have a good night later peace. peace
1: thanks thank you for listening to the show today and every week this is dad bod rap pod the beats you heard on the show today were from a rapper and producer from the UK named Charles Edison. Uh, they were a submission. We want to thank him. Go to charlesedison.bandcamp.com and drop some pounds on some of these beats. This is uh, beats from the seventh floor. Thank you very much for the submission, and a special thanks to Zilla Rocka. Subscribe, rate, tell a friend. Dadbot Rap Pod.
3: praise.